Welcome to the Making a Runner podcast. I'm your host, Nick, a running specialist, biokineticist, and coach. And I'm your co-host, Davey, aka Davey on the Run. Through our shared knowledge and experience, we unpack the fascinating topic of running. We speak to coaches, athletes, subject matter experts, and everyday enthusiasts to help you improve your running. And ensure that you enjoy every step of the way, wherever the road or trail may take you. This is how runners are made. It's how runners are made, baby. Oh yeah. I, I don't know exactly what went wrong and I'll have to figure that out, but most people say it's the Comrades Marathon. <laughs> the inspiration comes from people who can't do it. I'm going to do it for them. And another big thing is my three daughters. I want to show them a life through sport. I've always said sport is incredible. It opens doors, it makes you friends, and it takes you to many places that you probably would never have gone before. You learn, you learn learn everything. You learn little bits and you take it back into the next thing. And the next one comes and you learn more when you make a rookie error and you learn from that. The down, you need that strength work. It's not for the ups, it's for when the downs start to hold your legs together after going through all those ups. Nicola! Baby! How are you <laughs> feeling, bro? I'm feeling good, man. I'm feeling good. I'm rested. The mm-hmm. body's recovered after the big C. The big C. The big C. What's the big C? <laughs> the comrades. The race that shall not be named. <laughs> yeah, Davey doesn't want to speak about it, but I think we need to. We need to get the, get it out. Mm-hmm. We need to get it out, Davey. Mm-hmm. Tell me, mm-hmm. what happened at 50Ks? What happened? Um, what happened, Keegan? You know, Nick, this is a question I've been asking myself basically the entire week. And, and actually from 50Ks, I asked myself, what is happening? I actually don't know what happened. I cramped in both my quads and my calves just gave in from 50Ks. <laughs> hey, <laughs> that's so rude. Joking, I'm trying joking, to give you an amped analysis of okay, my run. Okay, okay, keep going. All right. And yeah, I, I had to like go into a maintenance phase and pretty much just try and finish the run. So in all honesty, comrades absolutely gave me a backhand of note. Like I've told quite a few people, I'm not entirely that upset that I didn't get my goal. Obviously, naturally, I am upset, but it was the hardest thing I've ever done, both mentally and physically. Um, so just to finish, I was very, very happy. It is not the race that I wanted to have. It's nowhere near the race that I wanted to have. But at the end of the day, you know, I think that's all just part of the experience. And I know that I am a, a better runner than that. So it's it, it hasn't really shaken my confidence because I, I know that something wasn't right. Um, and yeah, I just uh, knock it down to experience and still happy to run the ultimate human race. You know, bro, I'm, I'm hell of a proud of you. Oh, there we go. You... The way you handle it, not never mind the race. The race is the race. Things happen on race day that you just can't explain sometimes. Sometimes you have a good day. Sometimes you have a bad day. But the way you handled yourself after the race, I thought Davey's going to be in the worst mental frame of mind after this race. He's not going to be able to see how great of an achievement it still is, how awesome of a day it still was. And when I saw you after that race, uh, maybe... 10 minutes after you'd finished yeah that was when I realized that you had actually you had taken it in and um that's I think the thing that I'm the most proud about for you is the fact that you were able to see past the fact that you had a bad run yeah and took it for what it was and managed to move on swiftly whereas in previous times you would have been very upset by that no for sure and listen I I, I had 40 k's to uh <laughs> to come to terms with it, <laughs> it is a so lie. I had a long time to to you know roll, roll a, 
uh, rollercoaster through all of my emotions. And my initial emotions w- was confusion and then just, you know, pain and then huge disappointment because, you know, this is the day that we've been speaking so much about. And, mm. and I had so much support on the route and friends and family and and there was, you know, a lot of build up. And, and I think that was, for me, the most disappointment that I had because now you, you're running this route and I'm way off the time, like going through so much pain. And it's pain that you can't describe to someone because you also, you're battling with the, you know, you're a much better runner than this. You're just having a really bad day. But at the same time, this is, you know, comrades is such a big event that mm. people come out and support. And you're like, you, I've just felt bad for letting everybody down. But like I say, because I had so much time to deal with it and literally... By the time I was at 80Ks, I was so sore that like I, like I keep going back to the fact that I couldn't have given that race anything more. Mm. I gave it every single you know ounce of my being to to finish. And then the other thing is, you know, because it's it's such a big build up, you know, I think I think with short you know um, shorter distance races that you don't train for uh, for that long, yeah, you get disappointed because. I mean, it's it's not almost as meaningful. This is such a meaningful race that mm. that that it just means a lot to me as a novice, and I, and I would never have let you know my first comrades you know be something that I don't want to remember. I'll remember this for the rest of my life, and I'm and I'm excited to see where I go from here. But I'm humbled. Comrades um, is no joke, and anything can happen. So, yeah. It's not something that I just want to, you know, brush over and, and put behind me. It's something that I, that that I will I will cherish every single kilometer of that race. And you know, you you learned so much about yourself on that race. You learned that your body can push through, even when you are in a lot of pain, even when there is a lot of disappointment around. You mentally were tough on the day, which yeah. is something that you know in the past hasn't been your case. Yeah. So it, it's amazing. You may, it may have not have gotten the results you wanted, but you got a hell of a lot more. Otherwise. I think that's testament to just being an amateur athlete. And, th- yeah. and this is for anybody that, that's listening. You know, everybody has a bad day. And that's also one of the things with races is that you can you can prepare as well as you want. And, and you can have a bad day, just like you might have a bad day on any training run. If you have a bad day on ra- on race day, it's 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 it gutting. Sucks. You know, it yeah. sucks. But everybody has a bad day. We are all human. You know, look at um, Anne Ashworth. I mean, mm. Anne Ashworth was in there to finish top ten, possibly even win the race. Mm. She obviously had a different circumstance with that back injury. But not everybody has the perfect day out. And if you don't have the day that that you have dreamed of. Keep going, you know, we're all human. I mean, it's, just it's a small blip on the road, exactly. you know, it's it's not the be all and end all. We will carry on running. We will have other races. We'll have other goals. Yes, you might not have another debut comrades, but that's that's exactly it. You got what you needed to get. The race gives you what you need. So but then but then at the same time, let me hear about your comrades because oh, I don't want to I don't want to bar. Uh, no, 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 uh, because <laughs> we, we've done enough. We I think thanks. Thanks, Nick, for uh, for respectfully. <laughs> <laughs> I won. I won. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me about your comrades, my boy. Um, no, I had a good day overall. <laughs> In the end, I'm a, I'm left a little bit disappointed with my result. Not because of the silver that I got. I'm very happy with the silver. It's a massive improvement on my previous time. Uh, I'm just disappointed in how the body handled the last 15 to 20 k's of the race. Uh, my month 
before in terms of the build-up wasn't ideal. I was I had that hip niggle that I was carrying through. I wasn't able to do the training that I would have liked to, but I listened to my body. I made sure that I rested enough on race day. My hip didn't bother me at all, but I could feel that I ran out of legs. So 70Ks into the race, to be on target for that sub seven, I was on target. And then, you know, things did fall apart for me quite a bit to the point where I had to walk and the Garmin shows me a 20, <laughs> 23 minutes of walking, uh, which is a hell of a lot. And to fact, to, to still be able to come in for that silver, uh, I'm really proud of myself that I pulled myself out of that rut and it was a, a deep rut, uh, blurred vision, uh, couldn't walk even more than a meter without cramping. I stood on the side of the road there with seven kilometers to go thinking, how the hell am mm, I going to get to mm. that stadium? But yeah, I managed to get through, came into the stadium, ran it in, I had all my supports there. It was a, it was a spectacular day. And I know that I have that sub seven in me. I will definitely go at it one day again. But uh, for now, it's time to park that comrades bus and just uh, I would enjoy just, the rest. I would just like to say that, just like you're proud of me, I genuinely am so proud of you because I feel like, <laughs> I don't want to say you needed this win because <laughs> you did. You were first dolphin home. <laughs> and I think I've given you so much torment over the past couple year, years, months, whatever. But you ran such an amazing race and... You you are so respectful to the sport of running, and you and you take everything you know with such a you know educated look, and, and you you really did, you know you you ran a race, and and yeah you struggled, but you still came home with a silver, and yeah I'll take it. You'll take it. I mean, uh, having a silver is something that is that nobody can take away from you. It's it's a huge accomplishment, and bro, I really mean this from the bottom of my heart. Well deserved first dolphin home. I was. I mean, I'm a competitive person, as we all know, you know, and the fact that you got your silver and I didn't means deadly squat to me because I'm so bloody proud of you. And I feel like you getting a silver is a win for both of us because it just shows that, yeah, our training, our training was there, you know. Yeah, um, we had done the right thing. Listen, we both got, we both got owned because <laughs> our goal was 654. <laughs> Let's not skirt past that. that. Yeah. So technically we us. both, we, we both saw flames, but... But you know who That's else saw flames? Eh? Who? Jenna Chalinor. <laughs> Jenna Chalinor. Tell us about our guest, Davey. Jenna Chalinor is <laughs> currently right now the hero of KZN uh, for, for a very good reason. Um, and that reason being that she had a phenomenal run at Comrades. She ended up coming um, as fourth lady home in a cracker time of... Well, 6.40 thereabouts, 6 I think. 6.40 thereabouts. But... The way that she did it, I think the internet will will never let anybody forget how she did it. It was it was by far the most dramatic way that anybody came home on Sunday, and the way that she did it was by physically crawling over the line because at two hundred meters to go, she she just had no mobility in her legs. Coming through the tunnel, she couldn't even stand, and then you know you've got. DST, I mean, Supersport on her, watching her come in. Everybody's going, oh, my word, it's the crowd's roaring. She gets up. Everyone thinks she's good. Now she's running through. And then with about 20 meters to go, boom, her legs just completely give sits in. Sits down again. Sits down. And now the camera's on her. And you can just, I can just see what's going through Jenna's mind. She's going, how do I walk? <laughs> it's just like that. How like, do I get there? How do I get up? And she tries, she tries. And some guys try to help her, which they actually weren't allowed to do. So they got slapped away. And now 
And now the person behind her is now coming through the yeah, tunnel. Fifth place, lady. Fifth place is coming. So now it's getting really intense. Everyone's shouting. Everyone's shouting. So Jenna, you know, rightfully so, decides, I can't get up. I'm going to crawl. And she crawls for the last 10, ten, meters. ten meters. She crawls home through fourth, fourth place. It is, it is just the most unbelievable finish. Yeah. And... We really wanted to sit down with Jenna today because Jenna is, you know, the epitome of, yeah, she's an elite athlete, but she's so much more than that. She's, she's an elite athlete that is your everyday person because she's got the challenges that, that every single one of us face. Um, and it just really was great chatting so, to her. So guys, sit down, relax, enjoy the show with Comrades Gold medalist, mother, wife, family woman, and elite level runner, Jenna Chalanoor. Jenna Chalanoor. Do you think that carbon fiber shoes can make a difference in your running speed? You should try Cool Ideas Fiber Internet Solutions for your home or business. They're fast, effective, and take the podium for the best customer service in the game. Okay, well, Davey, here we are. Between the two of us, we don't have uh, a gold medal. <laughs> Between the two of us, no. You, you've but got your lovely <laughs> silver. I've got the medal I don't want to talk about. <laughs> Say it. What medal did you get, Davey? I think it starts with a B, something <laughs> boring. But the, the main thing here yeah. is that we, we do have a gold medalist. We do have a gold medalist. So we, we finally got to see the gold medal, the closest <laughs> we're ever going to get. Jen, so. Jenna Challenlaw, thank you so much for being here. Jenna, hello. Oh, thanks. It's amazing to be here. And there's nothing wrong with a bull run. <laughs> it is an amazing medal. Oh, thank you. So I appreciate that. Yeah, Davey will take that right now from the champ. We, it's been a long time that we've been wanting to have you on on the podcast and obviously it comes now at the perfect time directly after comrades we all have our stories that uh, we we're going to share with our guests but obviously you are the star of the show today jenna so we want to hear your story of your comrades we know we i think a lot of people know how it ended obviously the start of it, uh, going into it, the build-up for that. Um, how did you feel going into the Comrades uh, this time around, being your second one, your first down run, which, as uh, Barry would say, it's it's a completely different race. Uh, so just give us a little bit. What were your expectations going into this one? So going back a little bit, um, a year ago, I got COVID in August, and then it turned into long COVID, which lasted about four to six months of being bedridden. I mean, I remember thinking this is my career over. I can't believe it. And I did everything I could. I would just, I would run like 2Ks. My heart rate would spike to 200 and I would literally end up in bed for the whole day. And that went on and on and on. And obviously being a professional athlete, you have to keep trying. I can't keep lying around. Um, And this went on and on. It was brutal. I did everything and I honestly thought that was my career over, but I thought, okay, let me just try and get back to running because I run because I love it. And I just couldn't not be a runner. So in December, I started to turn the corner a bit and I started to do some training, um, some running. I wouldn't even call it training. Um, and I thought to myself, well, maybe this is, maybe I still have a chance to get to that comrade's um, start line. Let me just take it day by day. And as the weeks and months went, it got a bit better and a bit better. But I was really starting from zero. Um, mm. COVID steamrolled me over to, I don't even sure. know what, but I started from zero. So yeah, building up to comrades was a huge effort. It took it took all of me. And 
to be able to stand on that start line, I think you, I don't know if you've seen, but the photos of me on the start line, I just have a massive smile like a Cheshire cat. <laughs> and I think that is just pure, I was just so grateful to be on that start line. It was surreal that I'd actually got back up to the level where I was able to compete. Um, and I was just so mm. happy to have got to that start line. Come what may in the race, I was just so grateful to have got there. Then, yeah, the race the race unfolded. Um, I felt super strong. I was running according to what I had planned to run. The first 65 were absolutely incredible. I loved every step. I was feeling strong. And then my legs just fell off. <laughs> From 65, because because there's a there's a lovely statement that you've put out there. Is, is I'm fine after comrades, but if anybody finds my legs in Westville, please return them ASAP. Yeah, that's it. So you lost your legs in Westville. <laughs> I lost Have my you legs. found them yet? Has anyone returned them? <laughs> no one's returned them. Nelfie seems to think they look pretty good in Westville. <laughs> 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 showed me a video and I, I beg to differ. But yeah, no, it was quite a suffer fest from there for the last 25 or 20. The last 20 was really tough. I mean, most of the world have seen um, my last two, 300 meters. Yeah. But it was really tough before so, that. So tell us about those last 20Ks. What was going through your mind? Um, what? Obviously, you hit a wall, but was that exhaustion? Was that cramps? Was that mental? What was it? So I think it, I think it was probably a bit of everything. I, I don't know exactly what went wrong, and I'll have to figure that out. But most people say it's the Comrades Marathon. <laughs> I mean, so nothing really, really went wrong, though. You, you, I mean, fourth position on a race like that, I mean, there, there was some top-class competition I mean you still had a cracker race so I mean no, would I you say, say it went wrong yeah something definitely did go wrong because when you tie you normally go from from being good and you slowly over time tire I went from being really strong to poof nothing I think, I think Nick experienced that <laughs> no, I, had a, I had a very similar feel da- Davey where were your legs found they're still at the bottom of Inchunga <laughs> my boy <laughs> I think we need a separate episode. We're going to have to take a drive up there one day. Maybe <laughs> we can find them in the bush there somewhere. No that's way. a Davy fell off. But I mean, Jenna, you had a, that smile that you say you had from the start. Even when you were crawling on the floor, you had a smile on your face. Yeah. <laughs> so to be fair, you may have been hurting, but the whole world saw that you were still loving what you were doing, even right at that moment. It gives me yeah, goosebumps just thinking about I that. I really was. You know what? We all run, and I and I had dedicated my run to three very brave friends of mine fighting cancer. So when I was going through that last really hard part, especially the falls, I was like, Do you know what? They're going to go through so much in this journey of theirs fighting cancer, ups and downs, and it's going to be brutal, and at times they're going to think they can't get back up. And I just knew I had to just show them that they can and give them the strength it's not like I'm giving them money or anything, but I just wanted to give them a But it's tribute. nice to do that as well. And you can give them a shout out if you, if you want yeah, to mention Yeah, Celeste Cromack, Casey Hunter, and my sister-in-law, Janine Hill. Um, that one was definitely for you three girls, Brave Warriors. Awesome. Amazing. That's incredible, Jenna. I mean, that, was that the first time that you've experienced that coming to a finish line? Um, or or not quite so um, before Two Oceans this year um, I mean I I had had a terrible build up Um, well I had a great running build up but two weeks before the race I I got a chest infection a sinus infection and I got that gastro bug and ended up in hospital so I'd had a (laughs) terrible lead into the race and three sets of antibiotics so just to stand that Two Oceans start line I was stoked didn't know what was going to happen but I mean, listen, you shouldn't run after being on antibiotics and that's sick. So it wasn't the wisest. I wouldn't recommend it to other people. But I did get all cleared. My doctor did give me all clear before the race. But it does take a toll on you. So just before the end of Two Oceans on the grass, 
I stepped in a hole and my legs gave in and I did a bit of a fall, but I did get up and run across. So, so that's as close as I've got. Yeah, I know. We, we don't want to go there. <laughs> because I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be honest. Next year, I'm going to want to see something even better. Oh, so thanks. how do you top this now? Are you going to go backwards like? No, no, I hope to go up onto the podium. <laughs> there you <laughs> go. That would be Actually, better. That'll, that'll top it. That, that'll do. Coming through in first place and just dominating. Hey, yeah, I said okay. podium. I didn't say first no, place. No, first place. Come <laughs> on. You've got to be first place, Jenna. Come on. You've got to set your expectations high now. Do you know a comment that Hank has always said and he even put it on my social media? <laughs> Hank has lived by Hank, Hank, uh, Hank McGregor. There you go. <laughs> first is first. Second is nothing. Third, we don't even talk about. So a fourth we can talk about because he doesn't yeah, have that. It's, it's noteworthy. It's not on Hank's scale. <laughs> Yeah, uh, that's, that's perfect. But I mean, uh, and then coming into the finish and seeing your family there, is that obviously something that motivates you throughout? That's what I run to. That is absolutely what I run to. Um, in 2019, my family's on the finish line. It was my career highlight running into their arms. Most of my races have been either overseas or in Cape Town and my, my children haven't been there. It's just really expensive to take them all along. So on that particular one, I knew they were going to be there. And this year as well, I'd said, please, just please be at the finish for me. So when I was struggling so much and getting and falling, I knew they were on the finish line. And that second fall, I could see them crying and screaming on that finish line. Um, so I just, yeah, to, it was I was getting there. And as I lay down, uh, my teammate Adele, who came third, she yeah. was amazing, and she was waiting on the line. She came to me and helped me up. But after that, I just wanted I wanted to see my children and my husband. Yeah, that's amazing. I mean, we have Brett uh, Chattanoo sitting in the studio with us today. Brett's staring at the um, sculpture of the feet on the wall there, <laughs> but. I think, uh, Brett, you're a, you're a huge part of Jenna's uh, career. And Jenna, I don't know if you just want to tell everybody about how Brett supports you. And because, I mean, he really does, fr from social media, from what I've seen, you know, make your training a whole bunch easier. And he's just really, really supportive. So does that make your job a lot easier? Also, you yep. know, having a big family, lots of girls you have to take care of. Yeah, absolutely. Brett is the reason I'm able to, to run. He is an incredibly and always has been hands-on father. Um, my professional career um, really took off after my third child. So having three children and juggling all I do, I definitely wouldn't have been able to do it without Brett. But Brett goes back. We, go, we met when I was 16. And to be honest, I didn't have a huge self-belief in myself. He honestly had, and I said it on one of my social media posts the other day, he gave me the belief in myself and he has given me the belief in myself over the years that we've been together. And I, 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 it's all credit to him. I honestly would not be <laughs> able to do this journey as a mom of three without the support that he gives me, not only with the children, with my training. He's always there on the bicycle with me when I need um, to give me juice and look after me on the roads. Um, he's... My greatest fan, honestly, I, I actually I've lost for words when I when I speak about Brett because he he is my biggest cheerleader, my biggest fan. He's the reason I chase these crazy dreams. He dreams them sometimes bigger than me and makes me believe in myself, makes me believe in them. And yeah, all credit well, to kudos him. to you, Brett, because I mean, my fiance Kath, she's she's supportive. I'll give her that, and she was amazing. <laughs> but she's not on the back next to me. <laughs> And I like I think we, I need to upgrade that package a bit. I know <laughs> Leah also. <laughs> I need to upgrade that package. She doesn't. No, no, no. She doesn't listen to the podcast. So it's fine. <laughs> Davey, you know you you need to have more ambitious goals. That's what I reckon. If you were trying to come into the top mm -hmm. ten at comrades, then mm -hmm. perhaps you know your 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 partner would be riding on the bike next to you. 
Yeah, but you know what? If you so if I tell her top 10, then, <laughs> then she'll be on a bike. Yeah, but your numbers obviously have to match it. You can't just say you want to do it. Okay, <laughs> So unfortunately, the talent we have... Well, where was Leah's bike? I didn't say, uh, see I'm Leah. Not top 10, Davey. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I fell off. <laughs> no chance. Well, do you know what? But the guys that come and run with me benefit from Brett. He seconds all of them and they run along and they drink their bottles and they chuck it to the floor and Brett runs and grabs them and... So yeah, they benefit a lot, the guys that come. Sometimes they don't actually realize how lucky they are. I want to find out, Brett doesn't have a mic, but Brett, do you love running? There Brett comes from a background of, of elite level sport. He, he was a Springbok lifesaver for many years, and that's actually how we met. Um, I used to do lifesaving. We went to World Champs in 1998 um, and competed in New Zealand together. Oh, I, was, wow. I was 16, and yeah, that's when we, when we met. Um, he's competed over many years for South Africa. Um, he's done 20 doozies, played provincial water polo. So he's run four comrades himself. Okay, so, yeah. silver medal. <laughs> you got the same <laughs> the, as the your bull run. run. Yeah, yeah. So it was a very good run then. <laughs> <laughs> well done. <laughs> but that, that support structure is the most important thing to any athlete, mm. is it not? If you, if you don't have the people behind you backing your dream and backing what you're doing, it's, it's almost impossible. I mean, yes, it's great that you can focus all of your energy into what you do and you have that whole team, that medical team, mm. so to speak. I mean... You've worked closely with the guys at the ADP program there at, with Prime. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about that and your running from sort of like the little stalk that I did leading up <laughs> to here. There's a lot of information about Jenna out there, guys. <laughs> so it's quite easy to find. But it seems like you you sort of took your, your life in phases. You know, you looked after yourself. You then had your kids. You then decided this is time to now go running. And that's when you then really started taking your running seriously, started getting coached up. And that's when you sort of started seeing what your true potential was. These people throughout your life, throughout the time, I mean, have they just sort of fallen into place for you? Is it all just fallen into place for you? Or so did you have a plan, a grand no. plan? When I was at school, I, I used to run, but I would run on the fitness of any other sport. I played all sports. I'm a big believer in children need to play all sports, enjoy all sports. I don't like children specializing young. This is my personal opinion. I believe they need to try and do all sports to find their passion, number one, and number two, to, to develop the muscles that they need to use later to specialize in a specific sport. Um, so I did all sports at school. I mean, I even did judo, <laughs> judo, ballet, running, hockey, swimming, life-saving, um, you name it, I did it. I also had two older brothers. So anything they did, I, I had to do as well. I was very competitive. <laughs> and um, only after school, so then I was going to go to America on a scholarship for running, but I didn't quite know if I wanted to make running my life, which is quite ironic now. Mm. Yeah. Um, so I took a bit of a break afterwards and did the university, studied drawing, all that kind of thing. And then I, I got back into it, but more socially. And then Helen Luca, who was actually the commentator at Comrades, um, she coached me a little bit before my first daughter. And it was quite a standing joke because every time I ran a PB, I'd fall pregnant. <laughs> so oh. before Comrades this year, she was like, if you run a PB, don't fall uh. pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> so no, no chance for that. I've got my three daughters and I'm done. Um, but yeah, so when you say everything fell into place, I worked for it over the years. Hey? It didn't just come on. Nothing I got or or has have been given came just was thrown at me. I honestly plowed my heart and soul into the, everything. I've worked hard at it, like Davey with his Instagram account. It's it's constant working over the years and building your brand and, and building relationships with people. 
Um, my first physio, who I was with for about eight years until he deserted me and left and went to New Zealand, Wayne Holroyd. We were best friends through lifesaving, and that's how that came about. Um, my physio now used to work for Bre- uh, for Wayne, Brent um, Grimsley, and he um, then took over Wayne's practice and became my physio, and we've built a really great relationship um, he's an amazing physio and uh, yeah, gets me to that line. But then I've also got a huge team, a chiropractor, sports psychologist, uh, my doctor who is I'm very close to, Dr. Kevin Subin. He stepped in also when my dad passed away four years ago and he's been like a father figure to me. I adore him. He, we fight like mad, but <laughs> we have a we have a great relationship. And yeah, there's many other others in the team that are also involved. I, I didn't hear you mention a coach, or did I miss that? Yes, my coach. Um, he does not like to be in any limelight, and and will hide away. If I'm at prize giving, he won't even. Can we can we talk about go. your coach? Yeah, we can talk about him. His name's Ernie Grin. He's in Stellenbosch. Um, he was here. He came. He actually. Stayed with my girls the night before, and lo- and they well looked after him or or else. And has he been coaching you for how long? For nine years. For nine years. Well, wow, okay. So then, talk us talk us through uh, so your your outlook on on a training program and you said it's Ernie. Ernie, yeah. Ernie. So how do you go about training for comrades? How do you go about training for a marathon? Like, what type of training do you do? Because I'm, I'm just always interested to hear different elite athletes' outlook on it. So Yeah, so Ernie pretty much even says to me now, I pretty much coach myself. He's just there to guide me and, and help me just because I've been with him for nine years. So I know what to do. Yeah. But he is a huge, I mean, he's taught me so much over the years. So it, it very much differs from person to person and what your out come what your goal is Mm. and your years of running you can't just go from zero to hero yeah i don't believe i believe less is more i don't believe in um massive mileage i like to also personally add in some cross training but that's me because i get bored of just running and i obviously have come from a life-saving background so yeah i i I like speed sessions so i like two speed sessions a week and a, a long run after my long runs i'll include a bit of pacing in in between just or in the long run and then, yeah, I don't, personally, I have done the big mileage. Yeah. Um, I have done that. Well, when I say big mileage, it's not big compared to most people, but 160 yeah. and 70K weeks. This one, my biggest week was 137Ks, and that's with the 64K long run in it. Mm. Um, my mileage was on average about 110, 120Ks a week. But I did add in cross training. Yeah, it's it is really fascinating, obviously, because I mean, Nick, you and I, we we worked hard for our hundred and fifty five, hundred and sixty k week, and mm. I mean, but again, we went into it just trying, just trying. We wanted to see what the body would be like, because we've also, you know, in our marathons, we'd done your hundred, hundred and twenty, your usual, and then speaking to people, it just seems to be that you know you can try the high mileage approach, you can try different approaches. Yeah. So we just went with the high mileage. And yeah, it was okay. I definitely would say that I, it didn't make the massive difference that I was hoping it would make. Uh, I definitely in future would like to stick more to the the lower 120, 130s. I mean, was that 64 the longest run that you'd done? Yes, up to that was the longest run. And Davey, you did ask my difference in training for shorter marathon yes. and comrades. Yes. So the shorter distance, obviously, you do a lot more speed work. Um, to get the legs turning over and not as much mileage and that the, I train very much similar to my marathon and comrades training the only difference will be um the longer runs will be that much longer yeah okay so 
otherwise I keep it very similar to marathon training. I mean, I mean, what was also really impressive was, I think it was a month before Comrades, you had an absolute cracker tinker <laughs> at, the, at the Spa Ladies. I mean, what did you do there? You did a... So I did a 34. What did I do? 34, 44. There you go. Brett. Yeah. Thank Stats you, Brett. Man. Yeah. <laughs> 34, 44. Yeah, 34, 44. And it, yeah, it was, it was 200 meters long because I, th- I don't know what happened. And I think they measured to outside of the track and forgot the last 200 meters. So yeah, I mean, you can't, you can't count it. You've got to count whatever they give you on the, on your timing. But if I had to look at my 10K, it was 34. Like on on your exact 10k, it was 34.8, which would have been a PB. Yeah. Uh, only three seconds, but I'll take it. You'll take it, definitely. <laughs> um, yeah, so I do. Uh, people criticized me for that. And I know one guy said to me he was very surprised. And I was like, do you know what my training is? Do you know what I always do? Because I always like to do a shakeout run. I think everybody um, would have been surprised because it's just not it's not the norm for what... Um, what your everyday runner sees. But I mean, the fact that you do it, because I know for a fact that I couldn't have gone and, and cracked out a sub 35 10K. But you but look at our training as well, Davey, and that last month we we were doing 5K, 10K, 8K, time trial PBs. I think I so had yeah. a mental block on you running can. fast. You could have absolutely done it. Yeah. You're just saying you couldn't. Yeah. You, you absolutely could have done it. And you should be near your PB. It doesn't have to be a PB, but I always like to see that a 10K will tell me what shape I'm in. So I like to see where I am with the 10K and then I, it's, it's a good confidence thing to going into your next thing. And if it doesn't get, if you don't get exactly that, it's a blast the cobwebs out for the big long one to come. A flat 10K. A flat 10K. <laughs> I need to speak to Nick. Our bloody 8K time trial is, yeah. uh, I, get, I, have, I have night sweats just thinking about <laughs> it. It is a tough, it is a tough 8K time trial, but you know, at the end of the year, Debbie, we're going to do a hard 10K, I promise right. you, flat, we're going to go to Durban. But then you also <laughs> say about your mileage, you know, you've got to figure out what works for you. I know some athletes love high mileage and not the fact that they just love it, they, they need the high mileage mm. to get the results. Um, my coach will even say certain of his athletes, they need to do the really long high mileage to get the, their results, whereas I prefer and my body responds better to, to lower mileage. Yeah. Um, so it's there's not one rule that fits all. You have to figure out what works for you. So maybe the next one you could try slightly lower mileage mm. and see if that if you came out better. It's also like weighing it up, you know, like how much effort are you putting into doing 200 kilometers a week versus 130 kilometers a week exactly. in the rest of your life as well. Because mm, I mean, yeah. how yes. is that going to affect? If you're a professional athlete, sure, that's what you're focusing on, but it's limiting your recovery time. 100%. And how, how are you recovering and how is that? fatigue building up over time and how's it going to affect you on race day but like you say we were talking to prodigal and he, he was he reckons 300 kilometers a week so that's what they go and do in the mountains yeah but, but you gotta also understand <laughs> they eat sleep and run yeah so they go to training camp when i was in delstrom for the weeks that i went it was so easy eat sleep and run no no credit i'm not taking away any mm. like anything but compared to juggling people here life. are working they're juggling life they're juggling family kids spouses jobs Social media, Davey. Um, <laughs> Such a tough job. So, so like, you've got to take that all into account. That's why my coach has been amazing with me for the last nine years because I've obviously always had children, and he's taken that all into account. My program and the, my template is completely different to any of his other athletes because you've got to take an individual into account. And if you don't get that recovery, you're not going to be able to perform or 
put the effort that you need to into training. So if it means you cut your mileage a bit to get the extra recovery mm. to be able to perform better, then it's it may be an option. And what are your top tips for recovery? After comrades. Let's talk after comrades. So especially after comrades. <laughs> Give me those. After comrades, two weeks off. Ten days to two weeks off, no running. Uh, I'm a firm believer in that. Your head wants to. My head already wants my to. My head doesn't want to. My legs don't want to. No, Nothing that's great. Wants Listen to. to your body. You don't have to deserve the rest. Honestly, I've saw people running regions five days after comrades. And I was like, guys, why? Why? You don't have to. Your head may want to. You may think you have to, but you've put your body through such a brutal race. It deserves the rest. And remember, once you start training again, you start training. You go back into it, your spouse, your family, everyone, (laughs) give them this time. Just, you really deserve it. So I would say 10 to 14 days, complete rest, and then slowly get back into it. Don't hop straight back into a full program let your body come to you, slowly get back into it, eat well, sleep well. Sleep is a huge one. I've been battling with that this week, but oh. I had an amazing night's sleep last night. Sleep is huge, so try and get as much sleep as you can. I, d- I, don't, think I, re- I don't think I function well off too much sleep. I think my body became too used to like... The taper. No, yeah, the taper was bad, but like I've been getting like 10 hours of sleep and I wake up feeling like I've been hit by a bus. That no. whole week, I've, fe- I've been feeling no, so I awful. don't think you can blame sleep. I think you can blame comrades. You reckon? <laughs> and, and I mean, in terms of like balancing out the act of the training, so the recovery is the most important part of your whole overall training because you're basically just stressing the body and need to recover so that you can mm. stress it again. What are your recovery modalities throughout your training weeks? So as I've got older, the focus has shifted more onto recovery because I think when you're younger, you recover so fast and you kind of take it for granted. But as I've got older, I've had to focus more on recovery. So I use, I definitely am very good with taking my protein shakes after sessions. I think it's really important. Um, and also concentrating on on good balanced um, nutrition. I don't follow any specific diet. I don't not eat this or not eat that. I eat sweets and chocolates. Um, oh, yes. But <laughs> I, I believe everything in moderation. Do you want to give your protein supplement a shout out? Let's see. Oh, yeah, 32 GI. I take oh, their, okay, their protein GI. and I, I love their protein. And also the fitness, fitness freak one. It's also really good. Isn't that a pre-workout? Fitness no, 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 it's a it's a protein shake for. Do you take a pre workout? No, damn it, no, I don't. Baby, baby I, I've what supplements do you I've take? I've tried a pre workout, <laughs> that one that makes you all tingly, and I just yes, want to scratch my adenine. body off. No, 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 I cannot, can't. Beta adenine's the best thing ever. No, I can't. Okay, so you take a protein shake, aminos, all glutamine, creatine. Not creatine. Because you get drug tested. Yeah, which we, which I, I have to be very careful what I take. Um, Every I'm drug tested like every two weeks. They honestly they know my children, my name, they know my dogs, <laughs> they know my family, they know where to go and make well, themselves some tea and coffee. Give them dinner for when they come. Oh, pretty yeah. much. No, no, no dinner. But um, it's usually when we're having dinner, so they have to watch me eating dinner. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, yeah. Uh, so I think it, all of those things must be taken. It's very important, and your vitamins and stuff. But I think just a, a standard, like a, a good diet, a good clean, clean diet. But I, don't, I always believe everything in moderation. If you told me not to eat that, it's all I want to eat. But as long as you don't eat that all the time, like even like I tell my, try and tell the girls, which don't doesn't really go down well, but the 80-20. So if you spend the week eating healthy and clean, you can have the treats on the weekend. Hey Nick, did you know that it's a cool idea to eat a nutritious diet packed with loads of fiber? Oh Yeah. 
Yeah, you should Google it using Cool Ideas Fiber Internet Solutions. I hear they've been voted number one internet service provider for customer service. Yeah, and you'll get hold of them faster than the fiber can work through your system. So I wanted to ask, what inspires you? What is your inspiration? What makes you get out of bed every single morning and chase this this dream? Because I mean, you're not done. You you obviously have so much more that you want to achieve. Um, so so what is it that 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 motivates Jenna Tarnall? I think a huge thing of what inspires me is my health and mobility. There's so many people out there who can't do what I'm able to do, and me getting out there for them in a way because. If you think about the comrades' journey, it's about 37 k's is that school is yeah, in Benny, yeah, And yeah. all those children, I, I ran past them, giving them high fives, thinking these children in wheelchairs and on crutches have really battled just to get to the side of the road. And here we are running this ultimate human race, 90 or 91 kilometers. Um, <laughs> and they would never be able to do that. So a big part of me is that the inspiration comes from people who can't do it, I'm going to do it for them. And another big thing is my three daughters. I want to show them a life through sport. I've always said sport is incredible. It opens doors, it makes you friends, and it takes you to many places that you probably would never have gone before. And yeah, just I just want them to see a life well lived and a life through sport and how it can open so many doors. And like, I love sport, they love sport. And just to get out there and just do it because you love it. Like I, I run I'm professionally and I'm yeah, obviously sponsored and everything, but I, in the end of the day, I run because the little girl and me started many years purely because she loved to run. Yeah, I love that. And then I had another question. If somebody says you can't do something, will you <laughs> prove them you wrong? It makes you want to do it. Oh, yes. <laughs> if they say you can't, it, it gives you even more lack of a comp- competitive edge. So, so, that, so that fuels you? It does fuel me, yeah, because I have been told certain things over the years that I can't People will always talk. Yeah, okay. absolutely. I mean, I wouldn't say it's my biggest driving driving thing because people, there will always be haters, there will always be people that support your journey and love you. Um, I think you have to do what you want and what makes you happy and drive yourself. It's got to be something that you love. And I also say to my, jo- my children, don't be a runner because I'm a runner. You must find the passion yeah. and you must find the sport and the thing that brings you alive that you love because at the end of the day, it's hard. It's hard to do things or to run and to train all the time. You've got to love it to wake up and do it. But it's also like a massive juggling act. Uh, how do you do it? How? Do you, uh, how? I just don't know how. I have spreadsheets <laughs> everywhere. Do you? Okay. Yes. Well, that makes sense. Everywhere. Uh, you have to be hell of a organized, I'm You've sure. got to be so organized. And sometimes this is where my coach drives me mad because he, he coaches a lot of athletes that – I suppose in a different situation in their lives so they can just do a run in the middle of the day when he suddenly gives you the session and I'm like I can't my life is planned to the minute to the second if you suddenly give it to me it snowballs the rest of my day because now Teo has this at hockey and then she has this then Nix has that and so I am very very organized and very planned and are you still doing any photography I'm not, no. I, I loved my photography. I was teaching at the same time. So I was teaching, doing photography, running, and my children. And the photography was great, but um, spending the whole evening editing the photos was a bit of a killer because then you have to wake up early to train. So, yeah, a couple of years ago, um, my husband gave me the privilege of putting all my eggs into one basket and just being a professional runner yes. and seeing where I could 
where I could go with that. When I say just well, being a professional runner and mother. Yeah, <laughs> it's certainly worked out, hasn't it, so far? I mean, with uh, it started <laughs> two oceans. Twi- was it 2017? Second, yes. second lady home, first yes. South African lady. I love that. T- t- tell us a little bit about that two oceans, because I think Davy and I, we got a, we got a two oceans goal oh, coming yeah, we, up. We, there oh, we have a next. question we want to ask you. I love two oceans. <laughs> and actually, so funny, because people don't know the journey that takes you there. I had actually gone to run um, Dubai Marathon that year in January. And when I was in Dubai, I made my poor husband catch a whole bunch of taxis to go get me a chicken salad because I thought that would be the best thing to eat. The hotel was offering fish. You got sick. So he, Wait for it. So he got me a Starbucks chicken salad and I got so sick with it. But I Great, still come on. went and lined up for Dubai Marathon, ended up bailing the marathon and I was horrified with my first bail and i was i was so upset anyway came back to durban okay okay he corrected me i didn't bail they the ambulance pulled me off the course when i was vomiting and i reckon that's what happened to me at comrades wouldn't let me continue (laughs) and then i came back to durban got back into training and i was determined to prove that i was fit and i went to run a race in durban a downhill one we won't mention which one it was tell me please can PDAC. i guess pdac and PDAC. I, I love pdac yeah of course. I, got, I got my 21k pb <laughs> <laughs> i got my 21k P- so, so you telling me you stopped your watch at 21ks in a 25k yeah, race yeah, you only started it you only started it's the first bit is uphill and, and then it starts the downhill you do you know the fact that i took on strava for that I know, I heard. (laughs) So anyway, I raced that race, ran it really hard. I think I may have got the record for it that day, but I I paid for it afterwards. I got a bone, because it's a downhill race, so you're smashing the downs. I got a bone stress in in my foot, and I was taken off running for four weeks. I had to pool run. I took everything I did on the land into the pool. I was running two and a half hour long runs in the pool, aqua jogging. It was insane, but and anyway. And there was no anti-gravity treadmill at that time that you could get on. No, there. there wasn't an anti-gravity okay. then. So I Do those things work? Yes, yeah. they're amazing. <laughs> um, so I took that and then I had two weeks, two or three weeks of running on land and then I ran and ran two oceans. No way. So I you didn't came even... second. I came second. So that was an absolute <coughs> shock. I'll add, let me add to this. Okay, go So this, So the guys, she, she gets running for a week. She's going to do the stellar 25K. Yes. Cool, no problem. So I said, okay, cool, hundreds. I'll be there. I'll, you know, second, I'll, I'll ride, drive the car. Because there's a group of them. They all wanted to train for comrades. So I, I get there and I said, no, listen, I'm going to ride my bike. I'll ride halfway and then I'll see you at the finish. And then I'll ride with you afterwards because now you want to do a long run. So she runs the race and whatever. And for some unknown reason, she's just feeling really bad, like really crappy that day. And she gets... Gets to the finish, but he's running with the guy, Steve, and Steve's happy, he's dancing, he's <laughs> having a good day, and she's grumpy. <laughs> so we, we turn around straight off the finish line, we start running, and she looks at me, she goes, I'm not doing that stupid race. <laughs> I said, okay, no, babe, just chill, you'll be fine. She says, I can't even run 25K, it's feeling good. I said, just relax. And then she just starts letting rip, just cursing and getting all cross. <laughs> so I was like pull the brakes on the bike and I like le- go fall back about 500 <laughs> meters down the road and Steve comes and goes what's wrong I said please catch up to her. I need a, need a break here <laughs> just let her do it so I wait like two or three k's and then I catch up I said are you done she goes I'm done I said okay we won't talk about the race now just finish it so like that was part of her lead up too she was convinced she was definitely not running no, like, run, no running way. oceans she just wasn't ready and we just let her find her way back and then she did that's amazing though 
what a, what an ocean and, you ran. And then, I mean, but then, then sorry, no, tell me in your opinion, comrades or two oceans to do a silver medal. I know you've never done a silver medal. Okay, <laughs> maybe this is maybe a flawed it's an question. irrelevant question it's right an, now. Is it? Well, Davey, it's, you it's, can do it. Put your mind to it. That was, you can do it. It's okay. clearly harder. Comrades. It's clearly harder because a, a, a comrade they silver. They say they say two oceans silver yes. is the hardest silver Definitely. you can get. Yeah. That's a 4.15 you got to be able to run versus a Comrade Silver you can run under five minutes oh, a catch. But it's a lot shorter. Silver, so. yeah. It's yeah. shorter. Yeah, and at exactly. 56, I felt so good at And you've got 21 k's of flat before you hit your first hill. There's only two hills. They're big. Yeah, big hills. <laughs> but you've got 21 k's of flat to get into a great rhythm. You go up the first hill, Chapman's Peak, which is really not that bad. It's the most beautiful hill you can possibly ever run. Then a long down, some flat, and then you yell. Constantia's br- brutal, but then you've got down again after that. So it's definitely, it's so definitely. It's a route that gives back. It does. If you run it properly. If you don't run it properly, it doesn't give back. If someone said to you, you can only run comrades or two oceans, which would you choose? Comrades. Okay. Well, Even after I crawled over the line. <laughs> and I'm still saying this after all of that hurts. I but why is it. that? Is that because the, the reward is just so much greater? No, nothing to do with the reward. I think it's just that crowd. It is absolutely sensational. And I've run international marathons, which have a crowd like that, but comrades tops it. Like I've always said to people before I ran comrades, I was like, they were like, how? You haven't run comrades. You're not a real runner. I was like, but I've run international marathons. They're amazing. Mm. But comrades is just next level. But maybe it's because we live here and we know so yeah. many people. So you, you just, your names just screamed the whole way. I didn't. I, I loved the crowns up until the point where they kept looking at me and started asking, why are you walking? Oh, no. And the amount of, oh, of no. Oh, yeah, no, no, no. The crowds are great if you're having a good run. <laughs> if you're having a shit run and people are looking at you, and I, I promise you I got asked so many times, why are you not running? Why are you walking? And I was dying. Oh, shame. I was like, yeah, yeah. I, I think they mean good. They don't, they don't, they're they just meant trying, well. They're trying to get you to run. They meant well, but they did not know what was going on inside <laughs> my <laughs> They body. don't know, though. They're trying to hush those inner demons and they're just bringing them all out for you every time they tell you, run. Well, if they didn't do that, maybe you would have got a DNF. So maybe they did help you. Do you reckon? <laughs> Uh-huh. I was I was worried a little bit there, Davey. For you. When when you, when you fell off, yeah, I was a little bit worried that Davey's mind wouldn't wouldn't bring him through. But maybe the crowds did that for you. <laughs> maybe you got to give something to the crowd. Thank you, Jenna. Everybody, your up run, your your 2019 up run, your first comrades. Oh, that was a run I loved from start to finish. So that was my my dream for this one. To be honest, I didn't think of medals or any well obviously I thought of medals top 10 uh, that was the dream but in my heart I wanted a run that I loved from start to finish and that was my 2019 one this one I loved from start to 65 <laughs> 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 but the 2019 was a dream run um, I am definitely an up runner too I absolutely love the hills not to say there aren't any hills in the down run but it's a it's a totally different race um, who was it that mentioned that it was a different race, the down run? It was uh, Barry Holland. Barry Holland. He's had, had on our yeah, podcast. he's 100% right. That up run is just, it's amazing. I can't wait to do the up again. I actually almost shed a tear when they said it was another down run. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. Did you prefer the up? I preferred the up, yeah, 100%. It's, it's just, it's, Bruce always, Bruce Fordyce always says, the up is how strong you are, the down is how much pain you can endure. And it's true. Sure. It's very true. <laughs> but that 2019 run was, was, 
amazing. I, I loved every second of I it. I couldn't think of anything worse than running up. I really, I, when, they, when they said it's another down run, I shed a tear of joy. <laughs> because I, I haven't run the up, but I just, I think I have a... The up feels less up than the down. <laughs> Let's really? just say on, on the down, this next down, you're going to have to do some strength work, my boy, because this year of strong didn't go so well for Davey. This this year started as Davey's year of strong. We even he had a hashtag. For like two months and then <laughs> oh, last. Well, he lied on his social media though, because you looked like you were going every week to Germany. Uh, no, 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 no. I cleared that up. I cleared that up. I was just recycling content. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. I haven't seen Davey at the gym in at least four months. No, I'm proud of that. <laughs> because let me tell you right now, it wasn't the gym that, that uh, well, it was something wrong on Saturday. That's a different story. Is this the Saturday before comrades? Yes. Let no, 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 this the day before comrades. I saw you eating yeah. pizza with a nice fire. Oh, we had a great day. Oh, ask Davey. Nicholas. Ask Nicholas about my performance on, on Saturday. No, they, I've never seen Davey so stressed out in my life. wasn't stressed. I was you, sick. You you, were, you, had let, you had let that taper flu get to you bad. Yeah. The day really? before, comrades, Davey was just staring into abyss. <laughs> I thought, okay, this is great. We're going to go stay in the cottage in the Midlands. Worst thing I could have ever done. Like away from society. The worst thing I could have done for the poor guy. In, 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 a, in a forest, right? In a, in, a, in, a, in a forest that was basically a wind tunnel. And might I add... That one thing that really triggers my anxiety is the sound of wind. <laughs> the sound of wind. It was like being in a house of horrors. I, le- I, learned, was, this. I learned this the hard way. This is all I heard was, <laughs> and then just, <laughs> like the whole day, I was like rocking myself. Then the box had a terrible game in the morning, so that didn't even lift the spirits. Oh I had to go to the bedroom, close the curtains. Catherine had to put brown noise on. I had to like rub myself in lavender ointment. <laughs> And she tried to rock him to sleep. Oh my goodness! Yeah, and I you threw were a mess. I, I thought was I was a mess. <laughs> I was the <laughs> definition. You, you don't think pal. you slept? I didn't sleep. My God, that was. Uh, and then and then and then the 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 dinner the night before. Nick cooked me pasta. I couldn't stomach anything. I was just. I was nowhere. Yeah. I was nowhere. He let the nerves get to him. Do you know what? I was. I, I had that for two weeks. I, I was. I don't like that part. It's the part that puts me off running as, and, and I'm still trying to work out how to not get those nerves. But it's a big build-up. You've put so, so big, yeah. much time and energy into one day. And I think the day before, I calmed down because I was like, I'm nearly there. I can start getting excited. And then that's why the smile was so huge because I was actually standing on that start line. And people don't understand what it takes to get to that start line. And that's where you get so nervous. And I was going to my children's sport and people would come and hug me and say, good luck for comrades. I've just had bronchitis. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> my gosh. I think also from, from my aspect as a novice, you know, you, you're training for this, for this thing, comrades. And it, like you say, it's such a long build up and all of that. And when I look back at it, I didn't know what I was walking into. You know, we got there on the morning and it's not going all so quickly. And I'm like... Do I take it in? Do I didn't know what to think. And Nick was like, okay, Dave, composure. I was as uncomposed <laughs> as anybody could be. I was like, didn't know my left from my right. Nick I, I, seems super like chill though. He's no, a good Nick, one but, to hang but around. To, yeah, to oh, Nick's credit, Nick tried. has a very, Nick has BMT. I do not think I, I well, I know I don't have it. So I, th- I think obviously for any novice doing their first comrades, it's like, you don't know what you're doing because you know. It's the best one. It is, the be- it, is, it is the best one, but you don't know what you're doing because every single 
chapter is something new that you're seeing. I definitely will go into it next year just with that, you know, a little bit of experience and sort of know how to now compose myself because I don't think you know how to compose yourself, especially for someone like me. Don't look at me like that, Nick, because you're... Think, I think a big part of the problem, though, is Davy's whole mindset towards it was, if I don't think about it, yeah, it, it's not going to worry me. I didn't but think about it until two weeks. Eventually, the things, you have to start <laughs> thinking about them. Everyone was like, okay, how are you running your race? And I'm like, no, I just have to get from Peter Maritzburg <laughs> to Durban. And then I was like, no. So, But I think, I think you also put yourself out there a lot. So yeah. then people ask you a lot of questions and you answer and then you start overthinking it. So sometimes you need to... But I still generally don't think I was that stressed because I know I was anxious, but I do believe something was wrong the day before. Anxiety, but I also think I was I was sick. Uh, but like I said, I don't, I'm don't. i not even that upset that I didn't get silver because that was the and nowhere, nowhere close to silver. If I came through at like 7.40, I would have been bleak because I would have reassessed and been like, okay, well, where did I go wrong? Where shouldn't I have walked? What shouldn't I have done? That race... Gave it to me. That's at at fifty k's. My you know both legs cramping. Like I was nowhere. It was like a fight to finish, and and that's why I look back on it and I'm like, I got completely dominated. It's the hardest thing I've ever done. It just was not my day to to run a silver, and and I'm just I'm not happy it went that way. But like I couldn't have done anything differently. Use it to challenge yourself to go back and get that thing you deserve. You. Yeah, you deserve or feel like you you, you need. learn from it. You learn. You learn, you learn everything. You learn little bits and you take it back into the next thing, and the next one comes and you learn more when you make a rookie error and you learn from that. Yeah. And I think if there's one thing that you can learn from just Jenna's career in general is that this this is just one race. We yeah, yeah, it doesn't you define know, you. It's one so race. Many. It's not who you are. It doesn't help it when it's a race that you spend <laughs> your entire year training for, and, and then you, and you you've told all your eight thousand yeah. followers this is <laughs> the yeah, and then you bomb out and you're like. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Moral of the story, <laughs> go to gym with Nick. Jenna, <laughs> uh, you do a bit of strength work, don't you? Could yes. you please, could you tell Davey why you do strength work? I did a lot of strength runners. work. And remember, I came back from, from zero, from, from long COVID. So my bio is Jared Rudolph, and a huge shout out to him. Mm. He really he isn't just my bio. He is a really good friend, obviously, through the years. And he holds my head together at times, too. But I definitely, I did, I put a lot of effort into strength work this year. And the reason I did, I did nothing for the up strength wise, but is because the down, you need that strength work. It's not for the ups, it's for when the downs start to hold your legs together after going through all those ups. I did, yeah. And I didn't even do enough because of where I came from. We did a lot of patching up before I could start the strength work. So what Jared was able to do with me was all I could cope with then. So I definitely will have to up that game. So what did you do? Squats, <laughs> hammies, because because <laughs> in my opinion, if I was to go into strength training, which I will, I just want to get like, I want to do squats and I want to do like, I don't know. <laughs> hey. Maybe Nick, you should let the Nick, coach Nick tell puts, you what Nick to do puts rather. me on the floor and makes me do like, <laughs> He always comes with something that I must not abide to. He's always <laughs> give got me his some own weights, agenda coach. I must stick to. Come on, give me some weights and Maybe let me like you pump need, myself you need up. You progress to the weights, my boy. No, you got to yeah. first start I with don't some do body weights. weight. I don't do weights. Mine is all body weight stuff. There we go. Um, I do a lot of eccentric work. Yeah, and core work, glute work. Glutes, uh, glute work is important. I do some um, hammy and a lot of quad. But I don't I don't pick up any weights. weights. I don't do any weights. Hmm. There I we go, Davey. If that everybody's different. You. If there's one <laughs> thing that I've learned <laughs> on this podcast, everybody's different. 
You gotta find you gotta find your right recipe. Exactly. Okay? That's that's all. My recipe is still be, being it's, baked. It's brewing. Yeah, it's brewing. Okay. Yeah. So is that the goal? Concoction. Is that the goal, next goal? To I your think oceans? I think for us, uh, for me personally, I'm not gonna go and race. I'm back with vengeance, comrades, again right away. I'm gonna give it. Maybe I'll do the uprun the following year. I also I preferred the uprun in terms of the way my body felt. Yeah. Just. I've never hurt so much, and, and that's why those words that Fordar says, I think they they they're spot on. Yeah, because you you do feel strong on the up, and you feel like you can take these hills on. And when you're getting into Marisburg, like you still got legs, mm. but on that down, like I also had very similar experience when I got to Kawis. That's when I first started feeling my legs. Yeah, and I was like, whoa, this is not normal. And then by Westfall, I knew I was going to bump into Nulfrey. I'm like, I'm going to look like a pile of mess by the time I get to this lady. I don't know how I'm going to do this. I didn't even see her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just had your eyes. But you had eyes on the prize, Jen. So, yeah, definitely looking forward to perhaps the up in 2024. Yes. And then uh, two oceans next year for me. I want to try I want to try push that two oceans as much as we can. Mm. Um, but for the rest of the year, I think 10K... Yeah. Try and get that that speed back up. But what what are sort of your goals coming up? And is is there anything in the horizon with uh, Paris twenty twenty four? So I haven't, to be honest, I've only kind of got to, to comrades, and I hadn't thought past it. I actually was even thinking, I don't know if this will be my last one. I was really really tired. It's been a really long build since trying mm. to claw my way back from COVID. I honestly I can't stress it enough. And I'm not saying it to, for any sympathy or anything. It's just been a long build. But then the taper started and I was like, oh, yeah, I'm feeling a bit more alive yeah. now. And the minute I ran, comrades, I was like, I'm doing it again next year. <laughs> but then, even though it's another down. Um, so now thinking about it for the rest of the year, I just I want to have a good break now and then focus on the family um, a bit. My daughter's going to Italy for World Life Saving Champs um, in next month. No, end of this month. So I just want to help her with her last bit of preparation for her training, um, get Riley up and training properly and give Taylor a bit of my time with her ch- with her training. She's always wanting to do a little run here or there and I never have time to, not that I don't have time to run, but I've already done lots of training that day. So I want to do that. And then I want to do some short stuff for a bit. And then I did hear that it's World um, 50K Champs and I'm in the team, the South African team. It hasn't been announced, but I've been told. So we'll wait and see which, which is next year and when that would be. So I would be toying between... Two Oceans and World 50K, mm. which is in PE, that Ned Bank runified sure. race. Yeah. So those two and then and then Comrades. But then uh, what did you ask? <laughs> I asked about Paris 2024. Yeah. The Olympics. Oh, so wow. The Olympic to. dream. Do you know what? Uh, I would love to go to the Olympic dream uh, to the Olympics. But I think the time that they now have to run is just a push too far for me. It's which is? Two hours 28. Qualifying for yeah. women. Yeah, it okay. used to be. So I did qualify for the Olympics for Rio in 2016. Um, I was the fourth one to qualify. So obviously they take three. Um, so I, ju- I just missed out. And then the third one didn't run because she, she got a stress fracture. So yeah, it was quite an upsetting thing because I could have actually gone and yeah. run if um, it had played out a bit differently. So yeah, I think that is as close as I'll get to qualifying now that they've made it a 228. Yeah. You've got to focus... I mean, to, to run marathons that fast, you've got to make that your sole focus. But your PB is 2.36. Which is miles away. Yeah, that's uh, <laughs> Just cut off time. 10 minutes. I, I, if, I, if I was 10 years younger, and I would say 100%, I'm going to focus completely on the marathon, and I'm going to see where I can bring it down to. And if I was also supported, like money talks, I'm also... Yeah. 
um, I have to pay my part in, in school fees and living and life. It's not just pocket money to go shopping when I make money in races. And marathons don't pay anything mm. um, for the level that I'm at. So that's what's made me actually step also up to the ultras. And I actually truly do love them. I prefer them to the oh, marathon. Yeah, you seem to thrive in them. But right? two I love them. 236 as a marathon is an absolutely steaming time. So do you not have any ambitions to... To try and oh no, I haven't left the marathon yet. Uh, <laughs> it's just I hanging still, there. I still would like to run faster in the marathon. I I just yeah, rea- I'm quite a realist. I just don't see a two twenty eight. The girls are really fast and running really really well. But I I definitely would like to run another marathon, and that's why I prefer June comrades because in 2017 when I did my debut two oceans, I ran raced two oceans. You got after two oceans a bit of a rest, and you got back on the training wagon and raced comrades, which was enough time to recover and train again, but not so long like this. I found this block really long to August, and then I was able to recover, and I went and ran Valencia Marathon and ran that two thirty six PB. So it gave you three really nice mm. big races in the year, year, whereas now I've raced two oceans and comrades, and there's not enough time to race to recover now and race another marathon. Um, so you kind of the rule year is kind of ruled off. Yeah, and the build up starts again for the next year. Mm. Yeah, because also now it's 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 going to be sooner. Mm. June, June eleventh. Yeah, what June eleventh. They're saying that, but do a microphone? You give it across. Sorry. <laughs> so 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 the way I look at it with Jen is like what she was saying. So she has a nice break off the comrades in 2019, and then she rested, refocused, and then said, "Right, let's do a marathon in the year." So now with comrades being in August. Let's say she still takes the same month off, okay? What, you do, what a lot of people don't realize is you're now the 1st of October, mm. okay? So she doesn't build up over three or four weeks into a marathon. Minimum for her is 12-week block if she wants to run a time. So let's, let's say it's that. Now you're all of a sudden you're in January, okay? And there's, no re- there's no marathons to run in January unless you go to Dubai. Yeah. Um, to get into Dubai is very difficult. And then what happens is if she comes back from Pradar, she's got Dubai, she's got eight, seven, eight weeks and she's straight into two oceans. It's just awkward. So it makes it so, like everything on top of it. So you've actually got to say, well, like, I can't do that. I can't do that. I need to pick. And that's why June does open the window for like for, for a lot of the leads to reassess the rest of the year. I mean, let's be honest, also running in winter is not yeah, the most exciting no, I'm thing. I'm glad Comrades made that decision. I think yeah. they'd lost out on a lot of, apart from the entry fee, obviously this year was a bit hectic, but I think big part of the the Gauteng, uh contingent just choose chose not to train for for the three months leading up to that comrades because i don't think that date's been confirmed i know comrades when i asked the chairman i mean the yeah ron james at yeah. the prize giving the next day he said it, they want august but athletic south africa wants june and they still okay they still, i wonder where that still, came from they're still siding but i have Athletic South Africa just put it down as 11th of June okay. on the calendar, but okay. Comrades hasn't confirmed it. So but Comrades I, are hard up on wanting it to be in August. They want it to be in August. The mm. rest of us don't, and I, I nearly, like, strangled him. <laughs> and I mean, with no, Comrades, the whole thing of uh, doubling their entry fee and halving their prize money? Insane, hey? I, I mean, don't, I don't, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's brutal. We put so much money into training, and the, like, top guys and girls and everyone put so much money into training and people don't understand how much that costs mm. and then to half the prize money um that you've put money into already and then double the entry i mean uh, i don't know i found it yeah. was really sad that i think what was really nice to see was well i think 
the winner, well, I know, what's the winner's name? Tete. Tete, yeah, Tete. amazing. And what his company did. Yeah, yeah. his co- company, MI17, gave him an extra 100,000 rand and a month's paid leave. Because he took three months unpaid leave to yeah. go on his training camp yeah. and train. Unbelievable. That, yeah. that, 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 that Great just, I, I think every single time, like, we complain, uh, Nick and I complain about how tough our training is, that's now I just feel silly. Because no, I'm like, well, I didn't have to quit my job. It's all relative. It's all relative. And it's tough for everyone. And everyone lives different situations. And everyone has different things. So I may have three children, but you've got a full-time job. Um, and a and long-haired dachshund. Yes. <laughs> but that's the beauty about comrades. You know, It doesn't matter your background. It doesn't matter what you do, where you come from, what you've done to get there. You're all lining up on the day. Yeah. And you, you, you can have a good day. You can have a bad day. It's just... It's just a day at the end of the day. Yeah, and, and everyone's equal on that yeah. run and everyone is just a runner and everyone is looking out for each other and it's just the, the camaraderie is just so beautiful. And like you say, that's the day. It's, it's what the day gives you. You, you can have a flawless day or you can have an amazing build-up and a terrible race. That's the Comrades Marathon. It's something you cannot control. And I think that's what Davey maybe battles with the most is is – the uncontrollables. Mm. We all have to learn our j- battle as well. And I just, I remember saying to someone, I just, I just want to control it. I want to mm. control how, and you can't control it. The more you try, the more anxious you get. You've actually just got to accept it yeah. um, and just let it unfold. It. But I want to just quickly chat about your, your hacking of your Instagram account. Just, oh. just, just quickly. Give us, give, give uh, the hacker give, a shout give out. Give the hacker a shout out. <laughs> give your new account a shout out and yes. let us know what happened there. Cause it's, it's crazy. Like you say, and yeah. Davey mentions that his Instagram account puts so much of your lifetime yeah. into it. I need I've to change spent, my password today. I've spent like nine years building my account, <laughs> pouring my life and soul into it. And it's not just running, as you've seen. I didn't yeah, want mine to just be running. Mine is my children, my running, my husband, family. Um, it's it's everything. So it's so special to me. I was devastated when it was hacked. First, my Facebook was hacked, and my Facebook is more just personal stuff. And that was a couple of months before. And then eventually, I was like, "Oh well, there's nothing I can do about it. At least it's not my Instagram because my Instagram is my everything." And then that happened. The Instagram hacked. What happened was I was sleeping, and I woke up. You know how the message flashes up from the inbox of Insta- Instagram, and it was a message from Camille Heron. So I went to open it. And um, as I open it, it says to log back into your Instagram, press here. And, you know, you're half asleep. Wasn't really thinking. Pushed there and boom, it was a phishing link. And it then gave him access to everything. In that, like, split second, he changed my passwords, changed everything, changed my email accounts, changed everything, changed the name of my to JR, whatever it is there now. Yeah, and then... We got in touch. Well, Brett then sent him messages saying, what on earth, like why? And through that, he started saying, well, pay me this. And yeah, so but Instagram, money I can't actually back. give a shout out to Instagram or Facebook because they yeah. have been abominable with replying and helping. <laughs> There's been absolutely zero help whatsoever sure. from them, which I was really upset about because you're pouring your life and soul, your family, your photos, everything out there thinking that you're safe. And you're not, because when it comes to something like this, they don't offer any help at all. Moral of the story? Double password. And, <laughs> and, and phishing is real. Yeah. So, so, is very so real. go give Jenna's new account a Jenna, follow. Oh, Jenna Chally. Jenna Chally, yes. At Jenna Chally. At Jenna Chally. Well, Jenna, it's, it's been an absolute pleasure having you with us today. I think just getting to meet you, you're, you're actual incredible inspiration. <laughs> um, you Especially know, for everyone in, in KZN, us, yeah. us being from KZN, like 
you really have done done the the province proud. So oh, thanks, thank you, guys. Thanks. And, and the work that you've gone and put in, and and constantly put in, and just to see the way that you you know you balance out your your life, your your personal life, your yeah. family, everything, and and you're still able to perform at the level that you do. Uh, it, it just goes to show that there, there really aren't any limits. And mm. if you just set your mind to something and you've got that passion and you've got the team supporting you, you can achieve it. Uh, so I just want to give you a big ups for that. And, and just thank you so much for taking the time to come on to our show. And I'm sure it won't be the last time you'll come on. We'll, we'll have more chats uh, as we go along and we'll, we'll perhaps focus on other different elements. But for today, I think we, we've covered a whole lot of topics that were... were pretty hot on the press <laughs> and uh yeah you've heard you guys have heard it first from jenna herself craw crawling jenna channel law the jenna <laughs> the jenna crawl the, the jenna crawl <laughs> creepy crawly Is it, has has it has it been given a name uh creepy crawly <laughs> no i don't know i'm, I'm not actually sure not i think it's the hashtag jenna crawl the jenna crawl Okay. Yo, well, I'm trending on TikTok and I'm super popular with the teenagers, so I've never been so popular <laughs> with them. <laughs> Thank you so much, Thanks, Jen. Thanks, guys. It's been awesome. Cool, 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 cool. Cool, 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 cool. ideas. It's the best idea. And they are voted number one internet service provider for their customer service. But don't take our word for it. Try it for yourself. Visit their website, www.coolideas.co.za and check coverage for your area. Do it now.